0: Live.
2: God bless, God bless. We welcome everyone, the young men, women, and God's worldwide ministry. As tonight we have our Bible study, and we thank God for all y'all that are here. As tonight, our Pastor Robin Albright will be our teacher, and she will be teaching out of Ephesians, the second
1: chapter.
2: Again. We thank everyone for being with us. As we usually do, we start on time. Um, Father God, we thank you once again <clears throat> for letting us come together. Thank you for blessing our mind, body, soul, and spirit in the course of this day. All praises to you, Heavenly Father, for you are the most high. We just thank you for being all that you are and all that you ever will be in our lives.
0: Father God,
2: we as ask you that you open up our minds, bodies, souls, and our spirits to hear your word tonight from the woman of God, that we embrace those things and bring the application to your word into the furtherness of our walk with you down this children's path. And Father God, we just ask that you sit with us and let us eat from your dinner table tonight and take all the resources that you shall put before us to empower us move those things that need to be moved out of our lives, and those things that we need to grow in. where there's voids in our lives, that they be filled tonight by your word. We thank you, we praise you, and we exalt you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. Mm-hmm.
0: Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: we're going to go on and give the announcement. Um. Wednesday night, we will have the open mic. We're going to have a double night. We're going to have Wednesday and Thursday night. Wednesday night, our speaker will be Pastor uh, Cheryl Woodward. And we just thank God for the woman of God. She'll be coming to bring a word. All join us on Wednesday night at 9 p.m. And on Thursday night, we will have Prophetess Frankie Coleman, and she will bring a word on Friday night. So we just ask all to join us and come and hear the word that the Lord will speak to the Prophetess on Thursday night at 9 p.m. On Friday night, we will be opening up the line, Brings Victoria Ford, and she's gonna come uh, with a gentleman, and I'll be posting his name. He's gonna come and talk about some of the things that are getting ready to happen in the church that we need to be knowledgeable of. So we ask you to join them at eight o'clock on Friday night. That they'll be on for maybe about an hour, just. Giving some knowledge to some things that the government is trying to do in the church that we need to be able to hear and be able to stand up and prevent them from making some moves that they're trying to make undercover inside the church without us being knowledgeable of. And then on Saturday night, we will be back with Ladies Night's Roundtable for Pastor Albright, and she will have a guest speaker i don't I don't remember my name right now, but please look up on Facebook and you will be seen and posted and you will be able to join us on Saturday night to hear that woman of God bring the word of God and with that that is our announcement for this week we just ask you all to move accordingly and take heed to what you heard and please join us as we're moving forward. in the the body of Christ. So we just ask you to be a partaker and move with us as we move down this year of 2015. And with that, we're going to turn it over to Pastor Robin Albright for our Bible study.
1: praise the Lord, everyone. I thank you so much for coming out this evening um, to join us for our Bible study. We're going to go into Chapter 2 of Ephesians. I don't plan on holding you long. Um, so on tonight we're talking about a new life of Christ. So we're going to read um, Ephesians, the whole chapter uh, 2. And I just want to explain how everybody does Bible study different. Um, I read the chapter, and I, I normally bring out verses that the Holy Spirit has spoken to me on That um, that's of importance. I mean, all the Bible is of importance, but normally I speak on, you know, the verses that the Holy Spirit brought out to me. So um, if you have any questions, please ask. If I don't know them because I don't know everything, um, I'll ask Pastor Carpenter or, we, or we'll find a way to look it up for you. Um, this is an open discussion, so please, um, for those that are on the line. Um, you know, just being, you know, involved so we can all grow together. Amen. It says, um, starting at the first verse, it says, and you, happy quicken, who were dead in trespasses and where in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversations in time passed in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and other minds, and were by the nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God who was rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sin, has quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved, and has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace, his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are ye saved through faith and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works lest any man should boast, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus of the good works which God has before ordained which ordained that we should walk in them. Wherefore remember that ye being in time past Gentiles in the flesh were also called uncircumcised by that which is called circumcision and the flesh made by hand. That at that time ye were without Christ being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenant covenant promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Jesus. For he is our peace who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in his flesh the enemy, even the law of commandments contained in ordinance, for to make in himself a twain one new man for making peace. That he might uh, that he might reconcile both unto God and in one body by the cross, having slain the enemy enmity. Thereby, and come and preach peace to you which were afar off and to them that were not, although we both have access by one Spirit unto the Father. Now, therefore, ye are no strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God, and are built up the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ Himself being the chief cornerstone, and whom all the buildings fitly framed to fit, framed together, growth unto. Groweth unto a holy temple in the Lord, in whom ye also are built together for a habitation of God through the Spirit. Mm-hmm. May God bless the reading of the word. I got a new Bible and it has two different versions, and the words are so small I can barely see. Them. So, on tonight we're talking about a new life of Christ, and as God's love and grace and quickens us once dead through Christ, His purpose in doing so exhortation. Based on our privileges, is built together a holy temple of Christ through the Spirit. As we notice that here in the first, in the second chapter, it starts off saying, in you, which means us, that we were once dead, that we were once spiritually dead because of our sinful ways. So we, you know, we were once like, we were living corpses. Walking around with our, without God in our presence. We were unable to do holy things. We were unable to think holy. We were just here existing in our sinful way. And as we move on to verse 2, it says, Where in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, which means that we walked according to the world system. We walked in sin. We lived in sin. We talk sin, we breathe sin, we thought sin, because we were in our sins, we were in our true trespassing, we were doing ungodly things, we were thinking ungodly things, according to the prince of the power of the air,
0: the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, yet we were under
1: the influence of the power of the enemy. Who is called here the Prince of the Air? And when I begin to look at um, that, the Prince of the Air, we know the Prince of the Air is in me. So we have became, when we were in our sins, we were enslaved to sin. We were enslaved to Him. His desire is to keep us blind, His desire is to keep us ignorant, His desire to keep us in the error so that we don't gain the gospel of, of Jesus Christ, that we don't gain knowledge, that if we don't become wise and, and, and have wisdom and understanding.
0: So I just have a question. How did the prince of the air gain power? It was actually given to him in the Garden of Eden when Adam forced his charge from God.
1: Okay. When I looked at that statement there, that the verse there, I began to look and it says in Revelation 12 and 9 and 12. It says, and the great dragon was cast out that the old serpent caught the devil, and Satan was to the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Therefore, rejoice ye heaven and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil has come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he had for a short time. So the prince of the air... Right, and when he deceived Adam, he was given the right. And, the, you know, when we talk about the prince of the air, we talk about the enemy, and we talk about he only has a short time, so we know that he goes around seeking whom he can destroy. So when we come into Christ, when we try to get out of our our sins, we try to to um, bring our spirit back to life, he's always somewhere lurking and trying to draw us back into that sinful way. He's always lurking to draw us back into that sinful walk,
0: that we will be disobedient children and that we will ignore the voice of God. Also, I begin to look at
1: Satan, because we know Satan has demons. <clears throat> so I begin to look at Ephesians 6 and 12. It says, "For we are not wrestling with flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places." So we have to understand that while we were yet disobedient, walking in our sin, we were walking in darkness. That we that we wrestled. It wasn't our flesh we was wrestling with; it was the spirit that was on the inside of us that we were wrestling with, because we were in disobedience. We were walking in darkness. We weren't paying attention to the, to to um, what God was telling us to do. But we know that when we were walking in darkness, that we were
0: we were doomed. We were doomed for judgment. Was someone trying to say something? That we were that we were doomed for judgment. And that when we
1: become new in God, that there should be a separation between the the godliness in us and the ungodliness in us. And so when we come to Christ, there has to be a change on the inside of us. Because when we become new creatures in Christ, the old man should die and the new man should come in and be able to take
0: control. Verse 3 says, among whom also we had our
1: conversation in time past, and the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by the nature of children of wrath, even as the others. But God, who was rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us?
0: God, who was rich in his mercy. God loved us. So,
1: therefore, the mercy, the richness of his mercy, because of his mercy, that, you know, we're able to have our sins forgiven, we're able to
0: come and get salvation, simply because of God's mercy. Even when we were dead in sin, has quickened us together with Christ. By grace
1: you were saved. But in verse 4, when he states, but God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love, wherewith he loved us. You know, if it wasn't for his mercy or it wasn't for his grace, we would have no faith. But we should be thankful, even though we were walking in our sinful ways, we were doing ungodly things, that it was the mercy of God that didn't allow us to die while we were in our sins. It was his mercy, his grace that allowed us to, to continue to live that we may turn from our wicked ways, that we may seek his faith, and
0: that we may that we may um listen to his voice. In tip five, it says, even when we were dead in
1: our sin, even when we were spiritually dead in our sins, we still were able, we still had a hope for our spiritual resurrection. You know, we were dead in our sins because of our shortcomings, but yet we were alive because we were seated in Christ. And Christ is seated at the right hand of the Father. And even though we were in a dying state, we were still in a saving state where we had passed from.
0: Does someone have something to say? No, well, I was just praising him for what you just said.
1: Oh, okay, because I, I keep going in and out. That's why I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't hear what you're saying. I'm sorry. Um, but I got these headphones on. That's probably what it is. But we are in a saving state, so we pass from death to life. So in John five twenty four it says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that hears my word and believeth on him that sent me has everlasting life and shall not come unto condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. (laughs) Excuse me. So if we believe Jesus and we believe the word, then we have everlasting life and that, you know, there's no condemnation because we have passed from death unto life. Verse 6 says, and has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. For by grace ye are saved, through faith and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. It is by our faith that we are saved. It's by the faith that we know that God is going to deliver us from the enemy. It is our faith that we are, are, are um, brought up out of our wickedness because we believe that God is going to save us. We believe that God is going to deliver us. So it's, not, it's nothing that we've done ourselves. It, it's all by the grace and mercy of God. It's the faith that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So if we have faith that God is going to do it, then, then He's gonna do it. You know, and then we shouldn't boast. Verse nine says, Not of works less Not of works less any man should boast. There's nothing we need to boast about. When we're when we're in our sin, you know, sometimes when people are in sin they boast, you know, when when, when they doing things they shouldn't be doing. Um, examples. No offense to anyone, but examples you know, like drug dealers. You know, they they boast. They you know, get around people. They boast. They the biggest drug deal and They do this. They do that. But when we come to God, we have to be humble. There's nothing to boast about. But we have to be humble unto Him. We should not think more highly of ourselves than we are. Because when we put on that new man, we put on
0: humility, and we take off pride. Verse 10, therefore, we are his workmanship created
1: in Christ Jesus unto good works which God has before our day that we should walk in them. So I how can question. we walk? Go ahead.
2: I have a question. I've, I've heard you use the word grace. And
1: what is grace? I can't hardly hear you, Pastor. I guess it's I guess I, it's said, I said, can anyone
2: else, did anyone else hear what I said? <laughs> yes, I said I've heard you use the word grace, and I see it in my Bible. Could you explain to me what grace is?
1: Okay, so
2: because you said you said by grace you have been saved, and then you okay. came back and said, "For by grace you have been saved through faith." and not of yourself.
0: So it's un, it's unmerited favor from God. Mhm. So your your
1: grace is, is unmerited favor from God. You know, it's um it's bestowing a blessing. It's, I mean it's a gift.
2: Okay, so when you say unmerited favor. Um could you break that down, i am married, it, so uh, uh, uh are you telling me it's something that I didn't
0: I didn't do nothing for or God just gave it to me? Well, I mean it it's given it's given to you when you begin how can I put it it's given to you when you accept him. I mean, it's something, it's freely given. Mm. Okay. Uh, Does that answer your question? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. It's
1: freely given. I mean, you know, to be saved by grace simply means to
0: be delivered, to be delivered from the righteous judgment of God. Does, does that clarify for you, Pat?
2: Yeah, because I I was just trying to understand because when you read that you said for by grace you have been saved through faith that that not of yourself, it is the gift of God, not of works, least anyone should boast.
0: Right, that's where you at, right? Well yeah. Right. Yes, faith. It's given to us by God. It's it's freely given. But there
2: ain't nothing that I can brag about.
0: It's not less than any man should
1: vote. You, I mean, not at words. no. I mean, you shouldn't be prideful. You can, you can tell somebody how God brought you through something. But the thing is, you tell them how God brought you through, not how you
0: brought you through. Because you didn't bring me through anything. It's how God brought you through. It it is the, it is,
1: you know, he he gave me the favor so that I could go from death to life. I mean, unless I'm wrong, correct me if I'm wrong, but... I mean, you can let them know how God brought you through, but to boast about what you've done, no, sir. That's prideful.
2: Well, I was just saying that because you find a lot of people, you see a lot of people and body that act like it's all about them, and they accomplish so much. It really takes me
0: you know excuse me
2: you know it, it takes me when people think that you know that they try to act like they did it but all the time it was God that really did it but they try to put all that on themselves mm-hmm. and this this you know just opens another understanding that it ain't you know like you explained it ain't about me but it's about what God did
1: yeah And that's when we bring on, we're talking here, that's when we bring on that new man and get out of our our fleshly ways. Because, you know, when when we're in our fleshly ways, we boast a lot. Look at what I did. Look how I got this. You know, but when we come to Christ, we have to give him all the glory and honor and praise that he deserves because it's nothing we do ourselves. It's him. It's the Mm -hmm. mercy and grace. You know, it's the favor that, that He has upon us. So when we come to, to to Christ, we shouldn't be boasting. We shouldn't be prideful. There's nothing wrong with giving your testimony, but we shouldn't we shouldn't be full of pride. Anyone else would like to elaborate
0: or have questions? Yes, ma'am. I just wanted to also say that um, in in the case of His grace and this salvation, we had nothing to do with it. It, it, We didn't earn it. We didn't purchase it. We didn't borrow it. We didn't even create it. We had nothing to do with it, so therefore we have no right Mm -hmm. to boast about anything but what the Lord has done for us. That's why in in, in other portions of Scripture it says that we ought to boast in the Lord because he did it all. He, he was the ransom, the propitiation, and the payment for our sins. So whatever salvation or whatever blessing we received from the Lord, we 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 had no right to it whatsoever. So we can't boast. His grace says, I'm blessing them purely because I love them. Truly because I'm their creator. I'm their salvation. I'm their redeemer. And it keeps it should keep us at a place where we walk in humility and humbleness because I may be a liar. That brother who's now saved may have been a murderer. It doesn't make him any worse than me or me any worse than him. But we become equal in the things of God because God saved us and forgave us both for our law. You know. Amen. Mm-hmm we about that. Amen.
1: That's right. Amen. And you know, sometimes just like if we think about um, Eve in the Garden,
0: mm-hmm.
1: how how she was deceived. How mm-hmm. you know the enemy told her, "Well, you know, if you, you 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 eat of this, you'll be just like God." He just he don't want you to eat this. But he don't want you to you know paraphrase him. You know, he don't want you to know more than he knows. He, and if you eat this, you'll be like him. And that's how sometimes the enemy comes in with us and why we stay, some of us stay in our wicked ways because we think we know more than God. We think we can mm. out God, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and the enemy comes in and he'll play tricks on our minds. And, you know, that's why it tells us to cast down those vain imaginations
0: mm-hmm.
1: so that it's not as self the word of God. And, and that's how, you know, some of us get so
0: caught up in the world of sin. Mm-hmm. so thank you thank you woman God yes.
1: uh, 10 says for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus of the good works which God has before ordained that we should walk in them."
0: so in order for us to walk in good work we have to be new creatures in Christ mm-hmm. you know um when we're in the world, you know, as we stated
1: at the beginning, you know, we, we walk constantly in our in our sin. We constantly walk in our sin. So our work can't be good if we're not new creatures in Christ. And, you know, the same way we walk constantly in our sin, we ought to walk constantly in the word of God. You know, we, we some of us, not all. But, well, you know, some of us, we slept our sin, we, we thought our sin, we tasted our sin, we ate our sin. It was sin. It, it, and I'm just going to use an example. Um, You know, if you was a drug addict, then you crave that certain drug. You had to have it in order to think that you had to function. So when we're in Christ, we, we ought to crave his word. We ought to desire his word constantly, daily. It should be something that we eat. Sleep, breathe, talk, walk, do. And, you know, that's how we ought to be in Christ when we become new creatures. That desire should be so strong in us like it was when we was in the world that nobody could tell us anything. Because, you know, when we was in the world, we was partying and clubbing and drinking. Could nobody tell us nothing? Mm
0: -hmm. You know, we
1: wanted to do what we wanted to do. But Mm -hmm. when we switched dance partners and came to Christ, we should have that same desire. We should hunger for his word. You know, there should be a a thirst and there should be a great hunger for the word of God, that we will satisfy our spirit, that we may do his will, and that we, you know, that we will not, we're going to stumble, but that we won't go back to those familiar spirits because we, we, we got the word. We're covered under the blood. And as the woman of God said, you know, it was paid with a price. Christ
0: had to die in order for us to live. Um. <laughs> Eleven says, Wherefore remember that ye being
1: in time past, Gentiles in the flesh, who were called uncircumcised by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hand. Verse 12 says that at that time ye were without Christ being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenant of promise, having no hope without God in the world. Without Christ, we are strangers to Him. <clears throat> because we didn't accept Him, we didn't hear His voice. The Word says the sheep knows the shepherd's voice, and if we were not His sheep at that time, we didn't hear His voice. You know, we we were just lost and wandering around, and I when I. Looked at that verse, I thought about the children of Israel. I thought about when they were out in the wilderness; they were just they, they were roaming around because of the disobedience that they brought upon themselves. <coughs> so, without Christ, we are strangers. We are we we are strangers. He He does not know us. We 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 have no hope. We we feel like everything is is going wrong. We, we're lost. We can't do anything. We're, we're disobedient. We're complaining. We're, we're mumbling, and and that's what happens when we're not under the cover. Mm. When we're you know when we're not in the household of God, it's we're going to have issues because that's just the Bible says a a, a a man born of a woman has few days but many troubles. Well, we're going to mm. have issues, mm. but when we're out of the will of God, it seems like. Our issues are even worse. you know, a short journey took the children of Israel forty years to get to. some died on the way and didn't even see it. Mm-hmm. because of disobedience, and without Christ, our life is full of disobedience because we don't hear the shepherd's voice, and without Christ, we have no direction we We have no direction at all. And we just follow in and everything. But we have we have to be in Christ in order for us to become new new creatures. You know, some people think that um, they accept that if they don't, if they just go to church, that's all it takes. If they just go to church every Sunday and sit in the pew, that they're saved. The Bible tells us that, you know, we have to believe and confess. But some people, just without, they still because they, they're without Christ because they haven't believed, they haven't confessed, they haven't done anything but just come and sit, and they're still lost. But so when we become new creatures in Christ, you know, there 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 are certain things that God require of us. One is being obedient. You know, we have to shed off the old man. You know, when we come new creatures in Christ as we're speaking, you know, our hearts are are, are uncircumcised, which means we, we have this dark covering over our heart, you know, our soul, however you want to um, say it, your heart and soul. And God has to come in with his love, with his understanding, with his grace and with his mercy and begin to chip away all of that stuff inside of you, all the hurt, all the anger, all the frustration, you know, all the pain, everything that has been put on you when we was in the world. Even he has to come in and and dig out those spirits, those those lustful spirits, those cursing spirits, those drinking spirits, the smoking spirits. He has to come in and clean all of that out. And that's how we become new preachers in Christ. And without Christ, that we'll we will continue. We can go sit in the church all day long. If we never receive Christ, if we never confess, we never believe, then we are still sitting here without Christ.
0: If Anybody would like to comment on that, in the last phrase? Well, I, 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 well, I, hello? Yes,
2: sir. <clears throat> but I think that's what you were talking about in the 12th verse, that at the time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, strangers from the covenant of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Which it go through that that once we came in, once being strangers, now we're being purified by the blood of Christ, which is the process of being delivered. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So the, I mean, these are the these are the. Uh, I'm saying that because I don't care what you go in. When you get a job and you get a job, you don't know the job until somebody starts training you how to do the job. And along the way, you all the errors you make, the people are there to help you correct those errors. And that's the same way when we come into Christ. We're coming in automatically walking in error and they help us refine uh, 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 those things that we thought are right to know what it
0: is to walk inside of him and be right. Mm-hmm. Just wanted you. to share. Amen. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, also in that 12th verse, it that without Christ we were strangers, and I was when I was saying was sometimes some people still come to church and they still strangers because they have not um, obeyed the voice of God or they have not um, fully come to Christ. And like I was saying with the children of Israel, you know, they were, they, Moses was, you know, their you know, earthly deliverer because, you know, God told me he had to go deliver people. So when he did deliver them and they came out of Egypt, You know, God did certain things for them, and yet they were still disobedient. Excuse me. Because once again, you know, without Christ, even though sometimes we're walking with him and we're doing, the, you know, the motions, we're still without him because we
0: haven't accepted him. (coughs) So in verse 13... It says, but now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far
1: off are made nigh by the blood of, Jesus, of Christ. So you know that right there tells us that you know when even though we were far off and even though we were sinners, still the blood of Christ, still still Jesus died for us. Yet while we were still in life, Jesus still died for us. Over 2,000 years ago, that blood that was shed on Calvary's cross is still good for me in 2015. Even though years ago I didn't think about them, I wasn't concerned about them, that blood that was shed on Calvary's cross was still shed for me when I was out there in the club shaking myself, when I was out there drinking or doing whatever I felt like doing. That blood was still shed for me. The blood 2,000 years ago has never lost its power. Oh yeah. The same power it had then, it has the same power now. So even though we were far off, or even if somebody that's on the line is still far off, know that the blood of Jesus <coughs> still has power to <coughs> save you from your sinful way. Oh God, yeah. Say
0: four fourteen. <coughs> Excuse me. Says for he is our peace. Who had made
1: both one and both broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinance for to make in himself a twain one new man, for making peace, and that he may that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the in, intimacy Thereby. And come and preach peace to you which were far off and to them that were not. You
0: know, excuse me.
1: Sometimes we get so close when we're in a world of sin, we get so close to Jesus, we get so close to Christ, but then again, something pulls us back out there. But yet, He still tells us. He came and preached peace to you which were far off and even to them that were not. You know, this is the type of God we serve. You know, he's a forgiving God. He's an awesome God. And, you know, the God that we serve is, I just can't even explain it, but the God that we serve is so awesome that even when he knows that you're just where he's at, he's still waiting for you.
0: Even when you are far off, he still prays peace unto you. So I mean, we serve an awesome God, an awesome God.
1: But though, for through him, we both have access by one spirit and to the Father.
0: As, you know, for some of us know, the Bible says no one can come to the Father except they come by Jesus.
1: Now, therefore, ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens and of the household of God. So when we come unto him and we surrender and we take that old man off and we put on that new man, it tells us that we are no longer strangers. We We are no longer foreigners, but we are fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. And, you know, that's, that right there is just good news. That is awesome news to know that when we say yes to God, when we say yes to his will, when we leave the old man behind, that we are no longer strangers, that we are now fellow citizens with the saints. We are now in the family of God. We are now covered. We are now new creatures. We are now in the household. You know, we can begin to do what God has called us to do. We can begin to do kingdom building. Because when you, you know, when you're in Christ, I'm not saying all days are going to be sunshine and a bed of roses. But when you're in Christ, and even when the storms come in your life, even when issues come your way, even when the enemy seems like he has a hand over you, you still have peace and joy because you're in Christ Jesus. You're in God. You know, when when we when you're in the world sometimes when things come, everybody will leave your side. Your your best friend will leave your side. But when you switch over to Jesus, he will never leave you nor forsake you. And that's the good thing about uh God is that you know, he, he will be there until the very end. You know, heaven and earth may pass away for his words. Will never ever pass. It'll never come back
0: void. It will do exactly what it was sent out to do. 20 says, And are built upon the foundations of the apostles and the prophets,
1: Jesus Christ Himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom all the buildings fitly framed together grow up unto a holy temple in the Lord. When we become new creatures in Christ, we got to become a living organism because in the beginning it said that we were dead in our spirit. That's because we was in a world of sin. So we come into the light and we've come into Jesus Christ Then we got to be living organisms. We got to be moving. We got to be producing, you know, we got to be building up our faith, you know, we got to make sure that we don't backslide and we got to remain firm on his word. Mm-hmm. So when we come into Christ, we have to we have to be living organisms. We are now living. We are no longer dead, we are now living. Mm-hmm. We have we have passed from death to life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It says in whom we also are built together for a habitation of God's fruit of yeah. spirit. You know. We have to understand that in order for us to enjoy our new life of Christ, we have to leave the old man buried. In order for us to do good works, we have to leave the old man buried. And in Ephesians 2, it tells us that in order for us to have a life of Christ, in order to be new, we have to start off new and spiritually awaken ourselves. We have to come out the grave, we have to come out the state of of being um how can I put it? We have to we, we, we have to be aware. To be alive is to be aware. So we have to be aware of where we at in Christ. We have to be careful how we walk, how we talk, that we don't fall back into a world of darkness. Mm-hmm. You know, we we fight daily. We have to put on our armor, you know, we have to put on the um Blood plate of righteousness. We have to put on the helmet of salvation. We have to gird up our loins with the truth and prepare our feet with the gospel. We we got to do these things daily that the new man that we have put on will continue to live, and that we won't get discouraged and 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 our spirits won't die and we go back to how we were because we we think that life was better, but it's nothing like a life of Jesus Christ. There's nothing like a life with God. That there's, you know, there's everlasting life. We are promised everlasting life. You know, God wished that none of us would perish, but that we all come to repentance. You know, He's not slack and concerning His promise to us. So when we put on the new man, he He's going to give us everlasting life, and that's what we will get as long as we follow
0: the Word of God. So um, I just hope someone got encouraged on tonight. Mm -hmm.
1: You know, so we just, we want to be of the household of faith. Mm -hmm. We want to be in the kingdom. We want to be in the family. We want to walk in our blessings. We want the inheritance. But in order to get the things that God has for us, we have to come out of a world of darkness into the world of light. So that's that's all I have for you all tonight, Pastor Carpenter.
0: Thank you for that voice. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Amen, amen, amen. I mean, I don't know. Are there any questions? I guess not. There ain't no questions. No. Well fed, so. Thank you, ma'am. Any any, mm-hmm. any any last comments by you, uh
1: Pastor? Um, well, the only comment I can have for anyone that's on the line tonight, um, that is to just continue to strive. You know, sometimes we talk about um, you know, becoming new in Christ and doing certain things, and sometimes new converts that are in Christ, they fall. And when they fall, they think that they've gone back into a dead state that it cannot be delivered from. But if you just continue to put your trust in God, continue to build up your faith, continue to read your Bible, continue to go to church, get in a good church where there's um, Bible faith, and that you're being fed, that you have have someone to help you. Just continue to press on. Do not allow the enemy to come in and play tricks on your mind and get you to think because you made one mistake that God no longer loves you. You know, when we walk in this walk, it's it's not an easy walk. We have to die daily to our flesh. And so you know, I just want to encourage somebody on tonight to understand that even no matter what you've done, no matter where you're at, no matter who you've done it with, how long you've done it, know that the blood that was shed 2,000 years ago still holds the same power it has in 2015 to raise you up out your dead state. That same power, that same blood that Jesus shed on Calvary can deliver you. It can heal you. it it can rebuild you, it can restore you, it will make you new again. Just keep pressing towards the mark of the high call. Don't give up on God because God has not given up on you. Even when you feel like throwing in the towel, still do not give up on God. Even when you feel like all hell has broken loose, you still got to give God some glory and praise because that's what's going to get you through. You have to build up your faith. So I just come tonight to encourage someone that just continue to trust in God that He that He will work it out for you and He will. So, those are my last thoughts, Pastor.
2: Amen, Amen, Amen. Well we thank the Pastor for the teaching. She will be back next week to teach on chapter three. Yes. And that's gonna be exciting because we're gonna be talk she'll be talking about the mysteries and the purpose of the mysteries. And the application of the mysteries that are that that were revealed by Christ Jesus. So I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Um, we turn it back over to you. Uh, also, we just thank everyone for being with us. Don't hesitate mm-hmm. to tell some of your friends about coming up on a Bible study. We will be doing Ephesians all the way into February. So um, let them know and let them come out and join us as we talk about this exciting episcopal in the New Testament. Also, um, Elder. When you find the time, sometime tomorrow, please give me a call. I heard your voice. Please give me a call.
0: Okay. Uh
2: And um, we turn it back over to you, Vance.
1: Thank you, woman of God, for coming on tonight and um, sharing and listening. Um, I thank you for trusting the God in me for you to listen to what the Lord has spoke spoke to me. Um, I,
2: I can't. Excuse me, I've got to do one more thing. We thank you, too, Prophetess Linda Porter, for joining us, too. I'm sorry. Amen. Um, yeah.
0: Bless you,
1: woman of God. Thank you. Sometimes it's not, you know, it's not easy doing this. You know, people think mm-hmm. doing the work of God is easy. It is not easy. You know, mm-hmm. but you, you want to make sure people understand and get what, you know, God has for them. and. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I thank you so much for your um, support on tonight. I thank you, Pastor Carpenter, always mm-hmm. for, for your support. So, um, with that being said, we're gonna go ahead and close out. Um, I guess we just close out like we normally um, do here mm-hmm. on Young Men and Women in God Ministry. May um, mm-hmm. come by hearing and hear about the Word of God. May everyone have a blessed night. God bless. Amen. God bless. Good night. Good night.
0: Good night. Good night.